Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He is here and Dick Till is here in about 30 minutes with Davey Trees, talking trees. But Doug's got a lot of exciting stuff to get to. But we always like to invite you to the program to participate. An hour to get all of your gardening questions answered. 866-391-1020. 866-391-1020. And here's how it works. If you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, you're going to win a gift certificate to Sorgles out in Wexford. Ladies and gentlemen, the star of the show, the host with the most, here he is, Doug Oster, DougOster.com. Good morning, Good Doug. Good morning. I came in to work this morning with a little rain already, which is uh, great news for gardeners. Uh, I, you know, I've been out there certainly watering containers, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping for a good rain today. That's going to make a big difference. But as we talked a little bit with Mrs. Know-It-All about fertilization after rain's a good time to fertilize, especially something like a container, uh, because it'll take that liquid fertilizer. And my favorite liquid fertilizer, it's called Dramatic. That's from the company called Dram, D-R-A-M-M. This is not an ad. That's just what I use. And you can get it two places. You can get it at Han Nursery in Ross or Chapin's Greenhouse down south in Baldwin. Both really cool places. And lots of... Uh, Lots of bargains uh, all over the place at different nurseries. And with the rain coming, hopefully, and a little cool off, as gardeners, we're always looking at the weather. This is going to be good planting weather. Uh, you know, if you've got to move something, uh, we've got a couple of days where it's going to be nice. Uh, look for the deals, the hanging baskets, the veggies. You know, nurseries are trying to get rid of this stuff. Uh, big veggies, you know, in big pots. That's what I'm going to be going for in the next couple of days. We got a couple spots opening up. Some uh, some of these fabric pots I'm going to plant, and it's it's not too late to to plant something like a big giant pepper or uh, a nice sized tomato plant. And in, in fact, this warm weather is perfect for that. Good time to put a little bit more mulch on. Uh, it's good time to put some uh, some beans in. Another crop of beans. Uh, so. Keep planting out there. Uh, I've got this heirloom lily that just opened. Uh, it's called Regal, and it just has this kind of white trumpet with a rose-colored throat, and it just, oh, it smells like heaven. And you know me with trying to save money. <laughs> uh, when, they, when the lilies at the, at the nursery, when they stop flowering, uh, they become cheaper. Uh, you could buy the bulbs now, and... They're at least half price off for lilies. So still plenty of time to, to plant. Uh, I'll be continuing to add uh, hanging baskets as I can find them. And, you know, different plants in my containers too. You know, so <laughs> with the containers where I always say throw her in the middle, 
then the filler next to it, and then the spiller. Well, you know, some of my containers, they need a thriller or they need a spiller or whatever it might be. I'm kind of piecemealing them together. Now, don't forget, I have a new television show on CBS Pittsburgh Streaming. It's every Saturday at 9 a.m. It's called In Doug's Garden, brought to you by the Davy Tree Expert Company. But after that Saturday show on streaming, I, I post it on YouTube. You can find it at DougOster.com. And this week's show... Uh, I'm having a lot of fun making these videos. I got a couple ideas for helping pollinators. Uh, I'm looking at a cool annual that self-sows itself. It's already blooming. I did nothing. It just it just throws seeds. Uh, moving a hardy banana plant. That's going to be a gift for a friend of ours. And some harvesting tips. When to harvest? Uh, as we got we're getting into this uh, change in the weather. We're getting into summer. A lot of that. Uh, those spring crops are getting harvested now. So I talk about, you know, when to harvest. And also in that show, Luke Warner from Davey comes back. He discusses uh, with me my problematic Japanese maple, which has this bad open cavity, which has like moisture in it. And then there's a crack in the tree. Well, he, he tells me what to do with that. So uh, I'd love it. If you'd, if you'd watch the show, go to the website, dougoster.com and, and, and take a look at what I'm doing in the garden. I'm following the garden through the season and we uh, last week I did my webinar for my upcoming trip to Portugal, and it's not till next spring, but people are already signing up. But don't don't worry, there's plenty of time to decide if the trip's for you. It has sold out twice before, but was right in the middle of COVID. Thirteen days, we're going to go to Lisbon, then the Azores Islands, uh, Madeira Flower Festival. Uh, it's just <laughs> the uh, Madeira Botanical Garden, Terra Nostra Botanical Park, the Portuguese Riviera. We, we're just going to we'll be all over Portugal. And as I said, it's not till April, but you can watch the webinar now. It's taped uh, just with a link and you can see every stop with pictures and exactly what what's going to be on this trip. And that's all at DougOster.com. As I said, plenty of time to think about it. Decide the trip's right for you. Uh, the other thing I'm doing is I'm also, uh, I can't believe it, but there's still free compost out there in uh, Ross Township and maybe other townships too. I don't know why people aren't getting it, but, you know, as I always say, comp compost is the building block of, of all gardens. And, you know, if you can get it for free, why not? Uh, if you can't get it for free, you know, get it by the bag. That's... Uh, that's what I do a lot, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm up at Ross Township with the truck. Uh, sometimes there's not time for that. I get a couple bags at the nursery. Just every time I plant, always adding compost. And uh, as I said, when I was at the nurseries poking around, uh, I'm, I have my eyes on those <laughs> big tomato and pepper plants because it's just instant. You know, they're already covered with fruit. Uh, it, it's it's great. You can just stick them in, and you there's still a lot of of gardening season left. You know, my last planting of tomatoes doesn't go in until July fourth, believe it or not. And I'm I'm picking varieties that will put on tomatoes quick. Uh, Sun Gold, uh, Early Girl, Fourth of July, Red Racer, and putting those in at the end of the planting season, and they will catch up, believe it or not. But it has to be an early variety. They love the warm soil, love the warm air temperatures. That's what uh, tomatoes and peppers go for. That's why I'm getting the big ones and putting them in. Uh, the more, the, the more, the merrier. And then our main crop will come in later in the season with uh, all our favorite heirlooms and that sort of thing. 
Uh, you know, I did get an interesting question from a listener uh, online. I answer questions after the show uh, at DougOster.com, but I would certainly love to talk to you here, too. We've got some time to talk uh, after this first break. But they sent a picture of these red bud leaves, and they had like a half moon perfectly cut out of them. And and they were just, they were like, what could this possibly be? We, you know, is this a, a, a trouble for the uh, the red bud tree? And it's like, no, those are uh, actually leaf cutter bees that are uh, that are taking that <laughs> out of the, the tree. So it's no big deal for the red bud, but definitely weird looking uh, to see that on, on those beautiful heart shaped red bud leaves. And all of a sudden there's a half moon out of each each one of them. Another question I get all the time is about pruning tomatoes, about uh, taking those suckers off, and uh, I don't do it. It's just I'm too lazy. I put that tomato in the ground, water it, mulch it, put a cage on top of it, and it's, it's good to go. Because people say that when you cut that sucker off, you'll get more production in fruit. But the other people say if you leave the sucker on, it gives the fruit a little shade, which it needs. So it's all, it's all up to the gardener. All right. When we come back, we're going to take your telephone calls still to come. Dick Till, Davy Tree, Talk and Tree. All of our lines are open. So if you have a question for Doug, now give us a call, 866-391-1020. You know, because local business like EV True Value, KDK Radio would like to celebrate why EV True Value helps make Pittsburgh someplace special. Join Rick Dayton on location at EV True Value on Thursday, June 30th from 3 to 6 p.m. Celebrating this local business. Doug and I back with more in a moment on KDKA, the organic gardener. Well, I must tell you, that was a wonderful ad from Mr. Yeah, Sorgo. about that, We huh? all love you, Doug. Can I get the free $15 worth of plants if I go in there and say I love Doug? That's what I want to know. How about if I just give you $15 and save Randy the <laughs> few dollars somebody's going to, because somebody else will get it, I'm sure. Oh, that's such a cool thing. Uh, thanks, it is. Thanks, Randy. Yeah, go up to Sorgles. And he read it just like you wrote it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> go up to Sorgles, tell the cashier I love Doug, and you'll get some free plants. I like that idea. That's I do, great. too. Good stuff. 866 G-L-O-R-I-A. Gloria, you're on KDK. Hi, Gloria. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I have a uh, U busher tree. It's that Y-E-W. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been in the, in the ground for a while. It goes back a long ways, but it started as a very small uh, uh, plant. Someone gave it as a gift. And uh, now, with all the rain and everything, it's grown quite a bit. And I'd like to cut it back and cut it down. I'm afraid it might get out of out of bounds because it's in an area where it doesn't have that much room to become a tree. And I, I was wondering if I would to cut some back now, would it harm the tree, or do I have to wait to do this in another at another time of the year? No, actually, you could probably get away with it now, especially as we're getting a, a little bit of a cool down here as this front comes through. You know, the good thing about that plant is that it does respond really well to pruning. So you could prune it. Uh, you know, when, when we're talking about cutting things back, we never take more than one-third of the plant off. Okay. So you mean from the top to the bottom, one-third? Yep, or all the way around, just in in general you don't want to you don't want to stress that plant too much and okay also pruning is an art and so you really have to carefully look at your cuts 
and what you want to accomplish, you know, first off, decide, you know, why am I cutting this back? You're afraid it's going to get out of bounds or is yeah. or is it out of bounds already? Well, it's at the point where if it goes in, if it keeps on raining and this rain seems to have a lot of vitamins in it, uh, it could grow much more. And I'm afraid it might do that. So just keep an eye on it and uh, trim it back as needed. You know, you don't want to wait too late in the season to do your trimming. So I would get to it as soon as I could because we don't want new growth uh, coming onto that shrub that can't harden off before winter. But we have plenty of time to do it. So I would get out there during this cool spell and carefully cut back that shrub to where you want it. All right? Well, here's what I was thinking, too, is the roots of this type of a, tr- a bush, are they the type that spread or do they go deep? Because... I don't know whether there's a sore line under there or what. Don't worry about roots on a, a shrub like that. You know, they they plant them next to houses since the beginning of time, so no sweat there. Don't worry about the roots. Joan, you're on KDK with Doug Oster. Go ahead. Hi, Doug. Uh, I I did a, a part of my yard in the Nomo May uh, in May, all during May. Cut it down the last day of May, weed whacker. It will not come back. Oh. The grass is dead. So it's probably gone dormant just because of the heat, uh, you know. Well, the thing that is, it, you know, we had all that rain there at the end of May, mm-hmm. and it, you know, should have replaced itself really well. Uh, of course, now it is dry. Is there anything I can do? I tried reseeding. So what are we looking at here? We're looking at nothing. We're looking at just dirt, or we're looking at uh, it's all patchy, just very, very patchy. Then, yeah, you know, reseeding. See what you can get to sprout. Uh, keeping it moist is going to help. Uh, you know, but if you get if you have grass in there that's like already kind of brown and such, that's it's it's gone into a dormant state. And we need to just wait till things cool off and we get a little bit of rain. Uh, with this rain, hopefully this rain that we're getting will help. And the the main thing is to get that seed to sprout. That's the thing, yeah, which which means when you put that seed on there, you usually put something on top of that seed to keep it in place, uh, straw or compost or something like that. And it, it, it as long as that seed stays moist in this weather, it will sprout. But I worry about when things dry out. So when do we get, actually get to that point where it starts to dry out? How many days are we looking at when it starts to get We're scary? We're already there. Are we? <laughs> yeah, it's been awful dry. Uh, that's why I'm really looking forward to this this rain today if we get it. Uh, you know, I had a little bit of rain on the drive-in, just a sprinkle. But, you know, looking at the radar, we crossing our fingers for a little bit of rain. Uh, other than that, get out there and water. You know, if, in the case where you're you're seeding a lawn, when you don't get rain, you got to water. You know, you got to keep that seed moist, otherwise it's not, it's not going, all that work you, you went through to, to plant it, it's, it's not going to sprout. And what thrives in this hot weather? Anything? Yeah, all sorts of sun-loving uh, perennials, coneflowers, salvias. Um, you know, I've become a salvia, uh, obsessed with salvias because uh, it's about the only thing left in my garden the deer don't eat. And so <laughs> salvia is just... You know, I, again, that was something I was out watering yesterday because they're in containers. But they they love that hot, dry climate. Coneflowers, uh, penstemon. Uh, I'm actually I'm just going through my head at what the hillside pollinator garden looks like at uh, daisies at uh, 
the Pittsburgh Botanic Garden. I was out there Saturday. I took uh, some of my students from uh, Osher Pit there, and we had a, we had a blast. That is a cool place. If you haven't been out to the Pittsburgh Botanic Garden, check it out. It's uh, b- very cool, out by Settler's Cabin, halfway to the airport from downtown. Mr. Till is in the building. What are we going to be doing with him in a couple minutes? Pests and diseases, and I've got lots of questions, and I sure I'm sure you might too. Uh, you know what's going on with your trees as far as pests and diseases are are happening. Give us a call, 866-391-1020, and we can talk trees. Hey, he's here, so let's talk to him. Pull that microphone up there, sir. Right there. Perfect. So how are you? Good, good. You're the first arborist back in the studio since 2020, right, Rob? Yeah, absolutely. So that's why I wanted to get him on the air here before we actually bring up the curtain on talking oh, trees. honored. Well, how have you been? Good, good. Busy. Life, life treating you good? I'd yep. like to say you look good, but... He does, man. <laughs> The Paul Bunyan of the tree world. Look at them <laughs> forearms, man. That's from hard work. How's it yeah, that's, from, that's from climbing trees. Right. We don't have forearms like those, Rob. No, no, no. Just pushing this mic up a little bit. Ooh, my back. I have a hard time getting from the first floor to the second. You know, <laughs> come on. Hey, so how is your golf game? Um, it's it's there. Yeah, it's there. Um, I don't have enough time to go golfing. I'm too busy working and working around my house and trying the, to go for a ride on Harley and visit my grandkids. There's... That'd be like saying there's too, not enough time for fishing. <laughs> right, well, that's the other thing. I haven't got a fishing license in five years, I'm embarrassed to say. Oh, man. Doug will get you out there. All right, so how's your fishing going? Oh, mine is great. <laughs> I'm not going to let way, any, I'm not going to let anything like uh, my family get in the way of fishing. <laughs> Listen, he's the he's the modern era Babe Winkleman. He's everywhere, <laughs> folks. For those of you old enough to remember the great American outdoorsman Kirk Gowdy and of course legendary Babe Winkleman. All right, we'll come back. Dick Till is here. Insects, pests, all those little things that cause you problems outdoors. We're going to give you some answers. And again, if you have a question. As far as trees are concerned, I highly urge you to get on the phone now at 866-391-1020, 866-391-1020. Coming up a couple of minutes, Rob Taylor back with that news at the bottom of the hour. Rob Pratt Sunday rolls on with Doug and Dick Till in just a couple of moments. KDK 100.1 FM AM 1020. Good morning. We're joined by Dick Till from the Davy Tree Expert Company in studio. This is awesome. The first arborist in since COVID. Talking about pests and diseases. Uh, welcome back, Dick. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And uh, it's a little different than sitting at my kitchen table talking to you guys. <laughs> it's nice here. So I want to talk. start off with pests. And what have we seen as far as the spotted, spotted lanternfly is concerned? Have you seen it a lot? Not much? What's going on? Um, you know, it's still a, a huge problem out east, um, you know, a little more on the east coast. Um, Philadelphia, you know, they're getting hammered with them. Uh, we're finding them spots here and there. There's like little hot spots. Um, we were doing some work down on the railroad tracks up off of 28. And, uh, the main way they, these lanternflies are moving around is they're hitchhiking. Uh, you know, they'll get on trains and cars and trucks and they'll even lay their eggs, egg masses on vehicles that are moving across the state. Um, and they're uh, like so, once they set up shop somewhere, then they kind of expand from those little hot spots. So uh, they're still coming this way slowly, and we're just telling people to be vigilant if you see those. And know uh, what they look like, right? That's one thing. Yeah, and they're actually kind of pretty. You know, they almost look like a moth with all the pretty colors. But they are leaf hoppers, you know, so they don't truly fly. Um, the wind will blow them, and like I say, they're hitchhiking. That's the way they get around. And uh, especially if you have Alanthus trees, a tree of heaven, 
that's uh, one of their favorite foods. But uh, the problem with them is they go after fruit trees, all the stone fruits, um, barley, and I think there's, you know, 70 or 80 species that yeah. that they really like. But the tree of heaven seems to be their favorite. Well, we don't care about the tree of heaven. It's just everything else is what we care about. Right, and that's a lot of times. Uh, I think especially for fruit producers, that's going to be scary. Right, right. Yeah, we'll get into areas, like I said, along the railroad tracks where these opportunistic, you know, they're basically weed trees. So that's one of the methods is we get rid of the galanthus trees hmm. and hopefully, you know, dissuade them to come this way. And what can you do if you have an infestation of spotted lanternfly? They can't, can they be treated? Um, yeah, there are treatments, systemic treatments. Uh, we can inject in the ground to go through the tree. Um, you know, the main thing, if they're down low and you can just squish them, that's yeah. good old bottom of the shoe, you know. But they, like, jump off. I've seen it where there's, and out east, they just the, the entire bark is just covered with hundreds of them, and they kind of jump off and then right. fall back on. Yeah, and they're, um, you know, when they feed on the trees, they they drink the sap, eat the sap, and then what they excrete is basically sugar water, and that's where you get the honeydew, uh, you know, growing on the sugar water, and it attracts ants and bees and, um, you know, other little insects that love sugar water. Yeah. And Japanese beetles going crazy out there, getting a lot of uh, uh, messages about Japanese beetles. Yeah, this is the time of year that Japanese beetles are out. and uh, You can tell on your trees their main damage is called skeletonizing. So you'll, you'll see your leaf with just the veins and nothing in between the veins. That's the damage that the Jap beetles do. And, uh, again, they love fruit trees, any apples, crab apples, peaches, pears. Birch trees they really like, and linden trees are one of their favorites. And uh, this is just the time of year when the adults are out, and they're mating, and they're laying their eggs. And then when the eggs hatch, that's when the little grubs come out, and that's when you get problems in the lawn. And But, you know, it's not only Japanese beetles. There's, you know, the June bugs and European chafers, and there's a lot of little grubs that will eat the roots of your turf and other plants. So do you treat for the grubs? Or adults or both? Um, both. I mean, if you have real bad infestation on your trees, uh, you know, you can treat for those. But this is also the time of year to do the grub control on your lawn and try to help break the cycle so they don't, you know, mature and turn and into If you beetles. just had them on a rose or a, a rose of Sharon or something like that, go out in the morning, just knock them off. If just, you, you know, if you don't have any right. infestation, knock them off into a, a little jar of soapy water. That'll take care of things for you. What other pests? Well, there's a lot of, a lot of sucking insects out there, different scales and aphids and um, lace bugs. You know, these are all insects that suck the juice out of the leaves and weaken the plants. Um, but besides that, uh, some of the leaf eaters, bagworms are starting to come out now. Yeah, explain what that is, the bagworm, what that looks like. And uh, their favorites, uh, they can get almost anything, but you see them more often on evergreens like arborvitaes and spruce trees and hemlocks. And it seems that whatever the adults were feeding on and where they lay their eggs, you know, that's the species. They just, that's what they prefer. But this is the time of year when... The little tiny ones are just starting to make their bags. 
And a lot of people mistake them as cones, like you ever see a cone on a hemlock or an arborvitae. Mm-hmm. It's just a little tiny half inch or inch long cone. Well, if you see these little bags right now, they're actively feeding and making their bags bigger. So on a still day, you can see these little bags, you know, actually moving mm-hmm. around. And um, they can really, if they really get established, uh, you're looking at the top of an arborvitae, it's all turning brown and you got to take a closer look to see what they're doing there and you know they're feeding and they can really do some damage and if you can if you can get to them what do you do with them yeah you pull them off uh-huh. and just step on them squish them or put them in some soapy water or in some crisco oil or something eventually like that. how big does that bag get those bags can get to be you know over an inch and a half you know they can get to be really big and uh the, they'll overwinter, they'll lay their eggs in the bag, so they, the eggs will overwinter in the bag. So even in the wintertime, if you see bags, it's good to pull them off and mm-hmm. destroy them. So know what those look like for sure, too. Right, right. But like I said, it... do get a lot of calls this time of the year about that problem. Right. And then there's a, a newer pest around. It's called a cypress tip moth, and some of their damage looks kind of like bagworm damage but you know there's no bag there so and what's the control for that uh, is this something moving from the south or is this something that's an invasive that came like we're just uh, getting samples sending samples to our lab and it's coming back with that diagnosis hmm. or it's still kind of a new one on wow. us so we're still working on that one but uh yeah this is a time of year when uh, you know all the plants have all their nice succulent growth out and the leaf suckers love it, and the leaf chewers love it, and, you know, just keep an eye on things, and, you know, if you see something out of the ordinary, because a lot of times the damage that the leaf eaters do isn't so bad. I heard you talking about the cutter bees and right. all that, and people get worried, um, you know, my leaves are looking kind of raggy or there's holes in them, but there's still so much green, so much chlorophyll in the leaves there that the leaves are still photosynthesizing food for the roots, so... A lot of times it's more an aesthetic problem than, you know, it's not going to outright kill the tree. You know, I often like to ask this question. I think I know what the answer is from you. Favorite uh, tree to plant? Well. And I know it has to be right tree, right right place. Right, right. I mean, if you're looking for a nice shade tree, you know, I was always a fan of the sugar maple. I knew it. I you know, that. I always expect an arborist to tell me, you know, uh, contorted, stewardia, weeping, Cherry tree, but no, sugar maple, because it is a great shade tree. It is, and it's indigenous to the area, and you don't have to worry about... Great fall color. Yeah, beautiful fall color. They're strong, and you know, not a lot of natural enemies around here. They're just easy to care for, and they're a beautiful tree. I always tell people when they ask me, what do I plant under my sugar maple? I say, a bench. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, that's a hard place to grow things. I got some viburnums growing underneath there underneath mine and it gets a little bit of ambient sunshine underneath there so still get some flowers on my viburnums but they do pretty well and the deer don't touch them no they're pretty good with those but they eat my hostas on the way to my viburnums (laughs) uh, that fills them up pretty good join the group (laughs) yeah my hostas are growing inside the vegetable garden now because i can't grow them outside the fenced in garden because the deer have gotten gotten so bad i got at least three little bucks running and that means who knows how many does are running around, and they're all hungry. 
uh, where I live in Washington County, they're just everywhere. And this year I put up a metal fence around my garden box. We got our tomatoes and peppers in there. Last year I had some netting. And I, that's why I told my wife, well, you know, they're not going to push the net down and get in there. Well, they stampeded <laughs> my garden. So now I got a metal fence up this year. Good stuff. Short break. We'll come back. Much more. And if you want to do that closing to take us to a break, that would be great. You know, I was struggling with that, didn't you? <laughs> I was trying to find it. For more information about Davy Tree or ask what's going on with your trees, go to Davy.com slash KDKA. And remember, you can always call the experts from Davy Tree at 855-982-TREE. That's 855-982-8733. We'll be back. Sunday lineup rolls on. Rob Pratt Sunday. Doug is here. The organic gardener, Dick Till, taking your questions about trees. Davy Trees and Mr. and uh, Mr. as in the TC family, Joe and Frank are in the building. Coming up next hour, the Coons Cooking Hour. We're going to be talking kids-friendly meals today on the show. But up first, uh, let's go and say hi to Cindy in Allison Park. She's on KDKA. Hey, Cindy, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Gentlemen, thank you for taking my call. I'd like to know, when is the best time to trim a magnolia tree? Well, the best time is after it's done flowering. Is it too late? Uh, it depends. The early flowering, saucer magnolias, star magnolias, this is a good time. Uh, but the sweet bay magnolias right now, a lot of those are still flowering. But, yeah, you want to do it when they're done flowering. If you wait too long, then you'll end up cutting off some of the flower buds for next year. Talk real quick about the about pruning and the art of it and the science of it. And just don't go out there willy-nilly with a right. pair yeah. of pruners. Yeah, you just don't want to go cutting the tops off them to try to make them smaller. you got to cut them back to lateral branches and don't leave any stubs. And, um, you know, it's kind of a an art also. You know, kind of as you're doing your trimming, step back a little bit. And, uh, you know, you have to have a, an end game plan, like what you want it to look like. And, um, you know, just don't whack the top off and leave a stub because then the those sprouts that come out, they'll send multiple shoots out. And then Worst thing you can do is top a tree, right? Cut right. the top off. Right. Yeah, and they'll start rotting at the tip where you cut it off, and the tips can die back more, and the shoots that do come out will grow out of control. They'll grow you know, five times as fast as it normally would. Take your time with that magnolia. Right. Here's Larry up next for Mr. Till and Doug Oster on KDK. Hi, Larry. Hi. Hi. What's what, on your mind? What's your question? I got a uh, blue spruce tree. It's about 40 foot tall. One third of it is dying off. Is there anything I can spray on it to save it, or it's time for a chainsaw? Uh, is that the bottom third? Is it dying from the bottom up? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's a disease called cytosper canker, and uh, that's real prevalent around here. And if your tree's that big, it's in prime, prime time to get that disease. When the blue spruce are young and growing real vigorous, they can fight off this disease. It's, actually, it's called a vascular wilt, and it gets inside the internal microscopic plumbing of the tree and plugs it up. You know, it's like having clogged arteries. Um, Why did you look at me when you said clogged arteries? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the problem is that blue spruces are not indigenous to this area, and this fungus doesn't live in their natural range. You know, if they're in the Rocky Mountains or the northeast or even upstate Michigan where it gets cold, the disease does not survive there. But people love blue spruces, and they try to plant them around here. And So with a one that big doing what it's doing, what 
should the arborist come out to look at it first before you? Yeah. Well, if the bottom limbs are completely dead. No, it's 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 gone. Yeah. It's time for the chainsaw. Yeah, it sounds like it's time for the chainsaw, oh, and that's boy. what I tell people when when it gets so ugly you can't stand it. That's when it's time to cut them down. All right. I know it's not good news, but what yeah. can you do? Yeah, and people want to plant blue spruces all the time. They ask me, well, will you plant? I say, no, let's, you know what, there's a lot of other plants out there that will make it and do well. And just and the blue spruces are pretty, but the older they get, the more susceptible they are to this disease. And any mature blue spruce you see in Pittsburgh is going to have cytosporic canker. So uh, have you been seeing any uh, fungal issues with maples? Because I've been hearing a little bit from people about some kind of uh, – brown spots or something on their maple leaves? Does that sound right? Yeah. Right now, you know, when the leaves are mature and the leaves are starting to harden off, you can still get some fungal spores that can land on a leaf and germinate and, you know, make little brown spots or even, you know, make holes in the leaves. But, again, there's still enough leaf surface that the leaves are still photosynthesizing food for the roots, so it's it's not going to physically hurt the tree. It's more of an aesthetic problem. How has the season been in general, tree-wise? Good, good. You know, it's got kind of a slow start, but, uh, you know, things are picking up. And, uh, you know, those late frosts that we had early were kind of rough on the, the fruit trees, the flowering trees, right when they were coming into flower. You know, we had those two nights where it went down in the 20s. So a lot of crab apples got yeah. beat up. And um, even the magnolias, you know, those saucer magnolias, as soon as they're in full bloom, that's when it's time for a freeze in Pittsburgh, you know, our last frost. But, uh, How about water-wise? Have you guys had to water trees or not yet? Uh, we're getting to that point right now. Um, but if you do have containerized, you know, we still have trees at our shop that we're trying to get in the ground. And if you got those black plastic containers and they're out in the sun there, you've got to water them daily. And you know, once things are in the ground and, you know, you do the regular watering, the slow, deep watering, you know, every couple of days, um, and we're lucky now. We're still, you know, at least once a week, we've been getting a decent rain. So the the woody plants are they're doing all right. But yeah, just keep an eye if you start to see the leaves wilting a little bit. You know, make sure you do a nice deep watering, and you know, you don't water them every day and water them shallow. It's good deep watering. And people, I don't they don't understand, especially with new uh, tree planting, spring planting. You got to continue that when things dry out. You got to continue that watering, right. you know, especially that first year until the roots really get established. And you know, even if they're a year old and we go through uh, three, four weeks without any rain, you still got to do the nice deep watering. And that's water, water, man. It's everything needs water. Let's go for some rain. All right, thanks, yeah. Dick. Uh, for more information about Davy Tree or to ask what's going on with your trees, go to Davy.com/slash KDKA. And remember, you can always call the experts from Davy Tree at 855-982-TREE. That's 855-982-8733. I'm answering questions after the show at DougOster.com. When I get back, check out my new video there, along with information about my spring trip to Portugal. And remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. And if you're at Sorgles, say, I love Doug, and you get a free Fifteen dollars worth of annuals. I'm headed there next. Gonna, <laughs> <laughs> they can, they will recognize you. You know that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, uh, I've just wore some glasses and a hat. And anyway, hey Dick, it was great seeing you. 
hey, good seeing you guys too. And uh, nice to have you. For the, me. Nice to have you in the studio again. Keep yeah. up the great work. All right, news coming up, and then it's uh, kid friendly meals. Coons Cooking Hour. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 